Thank you for coming to the podcast. Top Turtle MMA Podcast on FlowCombat.com is brought to you by the best BJJ clothing and gear company on the market today. I, of course, I'm talking about ADK Fightwear. Are you sick of getting rash guards that cost you an arm and a leg and then pill and fall apart right after you get them? Head to ADKFightwear.com right now and check out their gear. It's not only affordable, but it's extremely high quality. If you go to ADKFightwear.com right now and use our special promo code TURTLE, that's T-U-R-T-L-E, all lowercase, you can get their arm bars and stripes rash guard, a super high quality rash guard, for just 16 bucks. That's right. Use the promo code TURTLE. $16 rash card, high quality, and there are tons of other great deals available there right now. Check them out. ADK Fightwear brings you this episode of Top Turtle MMA Podcast on FlowCombat.com, and it starts right now. This is Daniel Gumby, Greenland with Top Turtle MMA on FlowCombat.com, and today we have the pleasure of speaking to Sugar Sean O'Malley, who fights Jose Alberto Quinones at UFC 229 on October 6th. Sean, last time we saw you, you were kind of hobbling on a leg. Give us an update on the foot. Uh, how does it feel? How's rehab been going on it? Yeah, it's feeling, it's, uh, you know, they, they told me, uh, I told them, hey guys, I want to fight in October, um. And they said, yeah, it's 100% doable. Your foot's probably going to be pretty sore. You know, you just, I had surgery five months ago. Um, but it feels good for having surgery five months ago. It's definitely, um, I, I haven't been able to run much. And I've been uh, incorporating a lot of swimming and a lot of aerodyne and a lot of different uh, cardio exercises. But, you know, I feel good. The foot's holding up. I've been sparring, been doing everything normal besides running. So I feel good. So it, it's mostly like a limitation on because if you feel pain, it, there, there's no actual limitations to its physical abilities. Correct. Awesome. Yeah. I could I could run on it. I'm just I'm just you know I'm just trying to swim. Not even just because of my foot, just because you know I've had I've had um, almost 30 MMA fights. I've had a lot of training. I've had a lot of fights, and I have a lot of wear and tear. I'm trying to you know swimming. You can get in just good a shape. Um, swimming without putting all the wear and tear on your body. So I'm just kind of testing new things. Awesome. I love that. So, you know, obviously you've been a pro since 2015. You fought 10 times, like you said before, amateur for a long time, got nearly 30 fights. You've pretty much always been active and, and had a lot of fights in pretty much every year. What's it been like to be out of the cage for as long as you have been? Um, it's It's been fine. Uh, I've been super busy playing Fortnite and kind of starting a new, you know, I, I'm thinking of Fortnite more as a, it's a, it's a business. I'm, I'm playing, I'm running a Twitch channel. Uh, I have subscribers. Um, it's a business. So it's been good. I've been doing that a lot and it's, it, it hasn't been too bad. I enjoy, I enjoy playing Fortnite. I enjoy training. I really don't feel like I've been out that long. I think I was out for a couple of months with, um, not being able to even, you know, just being in uh, on crutches and then being in a boot, and then I was right back to, you know, drilling in jiu-jitsu. And I've been able to drill for a while, so I, I haven't even felt like I've been out that long. Um, I'm used to fighting four times a year. This will be my second fight this year. Um, so who knows, I might be able to get one more in, at the end of December, maybe even have three this year. So I, I, it hasn't really been, you know, I just go every take every day as it is, and it hasn't. I haven't really thought about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. And you said that you're, you're treating Fortnite like it's a, a business now, so I'm interested to hear, is, is there a lot of crossover in your fans on your Twitch channel for your MMA fans who watch you fight 
and the people who watch you play games, or is it more you you have like two separate fan bases? Um, I I think it's mostly because I'm in the UFC. Uh, honestly, kind of just works out for me that uh, I'm in the UFC, and that's kind of my audience right now. But I'm a pretty big gamer. I play a lot. Like I I stream every day. Um, I'm consistently streaming. I'm you know you got to be a kind of a character on the cam. Not even be a character. Just like that's just who I am. When I die, I kind of act. You know, I, I'm a little upset and stuff. People like to watch me game. They like to hear what I say. They like to ask me most of the, most well, most of the questions are about UFC, and I'm totally fine with that. You know, I figured kind of that's my audience anyway. Um, so a lot of it, I think, um, a, a big a big portion of it is me being in the UFC. That's still cool because it's definitely a crossover right now, uh, especially with the, the demographic you're looking for. And, and that's paid off, too, with you because, you know, you've only fought twice in the Octagon. But here you are. you got your own UFC shirt, you know, your own Reebok shirt. UFC.com listed is one of its best sellers. Is it sort of surreal how fast all of this happens? You know, do you see people wearing your face on the on the street often? <laughs> Reebok, I have three uh, Reebok shirts. They just sent me. They have two. They have two shirts that they haven't put up on their website. Um, and the, the the two that they have, I'm I'm a, I'm uh, predicting they'll sell out just as just as well as the first ones did. The 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 other two are insanely awesome. I I love them. Um, they Reebok sent they they sent me a picture of the one they were gonna send me, and I really loved it. And it was kind of like a Fortnite kind of themed, cartoonish. Um, and then the next one, they actually just sent me a box of like 30 of them that I wasn't even, they didn't even tell me they were going to send them. And they're, and it's, uh, they're turned out badass too. And, uh, I posted them on my social media and I'm getting tons of messages asking when they're going for sale. So I, I plan on those other two selling out just as well as the, the first one I actually signed with three box them. So I'm, uh, for, uh, I think a year. So I'm, I'm signed with three box. We got three, three sugar shirts. So I'm super happy with it. So make sure if you're interested in that, guys, make sure you head over to his social media. Um, l- let's talk a little bit about the upcoming fight, too, because, uh, you know, I've heard in the past that you, you watch quite a few Conor McGregor fights before you prepare uh, for your upcoming fight. Are there any you're watching right now? Are you binge-watching Conor fights, or, or is the Fortnite sort of taken away from wanting to watch Conor fights? Um, if if I, I watch my own fights more than anything, um, I've watched... I actually watched Connor versus Eddie yesterday again. I've watched that fight um, numerous times, like a ridiculous amount of times. Um, but yeah, I watched Connor versus Eddie yesterday. No, no particular reason, just kind of it was on YouTube. I think they're promoting Connor's fight, so I watched that again. Um, a lot, a lot of people talk about Connor being able to. I, I like Connor. Um, I can't stand when people talk about how. His striking, he switches stances and he can do so many things. He has crazy kicks and, you know, Connor's pretty much a southpaw boxer that throws a, you know, he, he sometimes spins those body kicks and throws a left keep kick up the middle, but he doesn't, he doesn't switch stances. He doesn't do much and it, I like Connor. I just, it drives me crazy when people talk about he can switch stances and does all these things. Cause when I, I think about, I feel like I switch stances better than anybody in the UFC. I feel like I have the best striking in the UFC as far as the most um, the most weapons and all that, but I, I do learn a lot from Connor, his, um, his southpaw striking skills, but, the, um, I learn a lot from everybody I watch fight. So 
Yeah, and, and, and being a, a person that you said you've watched a lot and that you, you've learned quite a bit from, and, and, you know, you've learned from everybody, like you said, but what's it like being on the same card as him? I mean, he's main eventing this, like, super mega card, and, and here you are, uh, you know, featured on that same card. Yeah, I'm kind of pretty much main eventing the prelims is what I'm thinking of it. Like, I, if I could pick any position to be on that card, I would definitely... Originally, when I talked to the OCI, I said, can I please main event prelims? That's where I wanted to be on. They um, they said, no, we want you to open up the main card. And I was like, well, whatever, that'll be cool too. And then uh, it happened, they added a few more fights, and they put me back on the main event of the prelims. So I'm super excited to be in that position. As far as being on the Connor card, it's going to be, you know, it's kind of, I, I, it's going to be sweet looking back at it, but right now it's, you know, it's my card. I don't, I don't care if Connor's on the card. I don't really, none of that matters. I just, I'm super excited about the Irish crowd. I'm, I, that's like the biggest thing, the weigh-ins and the Irish crowd and the Irish fans. Um, I, I'm super excited about that. But it's, you know, being on the card, it is cool. I think I'll look back on it after the fight and it'll be a lot cooler. But right now it's, you know, it's my fight. I'm headlining this card. I'm, I'm the man. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you're, the Irish crowd will be behind you in your fight because you're fighting Jose Alberto Quinanez, who's obviously a long way from home. The guy's on a four-fight win streak, which is pretty impressive, and people might not be talking about it that much. And it's really because he's not that big of a name in the UFC, despite his record. Were you looking for a bigger name than this in the fight, or were you just looking for whoever they stuck in front of you? Um, they Yeah, they offered me Jose. I went and watched him fight, and I thought it would be an easy fight. I'm like, yeah, this kid, I'm going to be able to you know, go out there, do me perfect. Come, I'm coming off this injury. Um, it's going to be a huge crowd. Um, the Irish are going to be insane. I think it's a good matchup for me. You know, he's pretty well-rounded everywhere. He's, um, I honestly, it's like, he kind of decides like, if he wants to get knocked out, he can uh, stand up with me. If he wants to get choked, he can take me down. So it's kind of letting him decide what he wants to do. Cause my jujitsu has improved a ton. I'm training with the baddest motherfuckers in the, you know, in the baddest grapplers. Like I'm training with these guys on a daily basis, and so it doesn't matter if he takes me down. I I will choke him, and if not, I'm gonna knock him out, and, and it'll look good. He's on a four fight win streak, um, so I, I'm just excited to go out there and perform. And and we're certainly excited too. Uh, you know, obviously you said you'd take it any uh way that he gives it to you, but do you have a prediction for how long the fight lasts, maybe, or uh, do you have a a method that you'd prefer? Um, and it's just with me, like I predicted on Andre and I predicted on Tarion, I was going to go out there and take him out in the first round. I see that every one of my fights going like that. Obviously with Andre, if I had say 10 seconds left, that fight's over. Um, Tarion, he's a tough dude. That kid was, he, he's had a lot of fights and I don't know if he's ever been finished with that. Like he was tough. Um, but I feel like I've improved so much since those fights. I, I really do feel like I'm going to go out there and take this kid out in the first or second round. He's not. He, he he has a lot of openings and he gets hit a lot and uh when i find people's chin I, I tend to drop a lot of people have a lot of knockouts a lot of knockouts that people haven't even seen yet because they're amateur knockouts but obviously the dana white contender series knockouts and you know i think i just looked and it has 1.9 million views on youtube um the david duzo knockout i had in lfa went viral like i have these and that that was from a right hand that was from my right foot I've knocked people out with my left foot. I've knocked people out with my left hand. I've knocked people out with pretty much every every weapon in the cage. So it's I'm, I just feel like he gets hit too easily, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I want I really want a knockout. I want it bad. Um, a knockout or a submission. I just want to finish. I need a finish. That's how I'm looking at this fight. That's how I look at every fight. 
you know, at that Andre fight, even when my foot was broken the third round, I was still the one trying to get up. I was still trying to work my way up to my feet to, to finish him and knock him out. But I, you know, I, I just, I want to finish. I really do. All right, and you guys heard it here first. Sugar Sean O'Malley looking for that finish on October 6th at UFC 229 against Jose Alberto Quinanez. Sean, thank you so much for the time. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And that interview with Sugar Sean O'Malley was brought to you by BJJ Tea Club. Are you a BJJ enthusiast who likes to rep your love for the gentle art on the streets as well as the mats? Well, then head to BJJTeaClub.com. It's the only place on the interwebs where you can schedule a delivery of a special, uniquely designed BJJ-themed shirt right to your door. There's no contract, and it's super cost-effective. If you use our promo code FLOW, that's F-L-O, you can get your very first shirt at BJJTeaClub.com for just $7.50. That's right, $7.50. Plus, when you order from BJJTeaClub, they're not only going to send you a shirt, they're going to send a shirt to a child in need too. So you're not only helping your wardrobe stay fresh, you're helping out others at the same time. It's a win-win situation. So head to BJJTeaClub.com right now and get started. I am always... Daniel Gumby Vreeland here with my partner in crime, Shockwave Dave Tremonte. Dave, Sugar Sean may have had some time off, but it seems like this dude is a very busy man. I gotta say, my gut instinct when a man tells me he's making money by playing video games is to make fun of him. But you know what? God bless. I mean, this is a dude who's really number one, like, main profession is to get hit in the head. If he can make some supplemental money by just playing video games, and, you know, not bust up his face in the process, I say good on him. I think it's great. Yeah, and on top of that, too, I, I think he's probably hitting a sect of fans that that maybe don't get hit all that often. You know, we talk with Aljamain Sterling about, you know, making sure you're hitting a demographic maybe that doesn't get hit. I, I'm not sure what the crossover is between, uh, you know, the type of people who play Fortnite and play video games and, and go on Twitch streams and watch UFC fights, but he's apparently either found the crossover or created the crossover, so even better on him there. Yeah, he's a very interesting figure in the, uh, I guess, post-Fertita sale, like, cleaner, kind of, you know, sportier UFC with the Reebok gear. You know, he mentioned he has three Reebok shirts. He's very authentic, so I like him a lot more than Sage Northcutt. I also feel like he's kind of become like the Arizona or white boy version of Nate Diaz in a lot of ways because of their shared love of marijuana. But I also have to say, his Reebok shirt, and we've hated on Reebok on this podcast many times, his Reebok shirt is actually kind of dope, as the kids say. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm very happy for him. He's making money, you know, not just fighting. And you could tell he's kind of got a brand uh, about himself or he's become his own brand you know what i mean absolutely and you're totally right about that reebok shirt too you know while it's maybe not the the my flavor of shirt it's one of the only unique reebok shirts i've ever seen since they've started creating shirts like even the other signature shirts are like an outline of tai tuivasa doing a shoey which is like fun and unique but it's just an outline same with like the olivier Aubon mercer one it's just an outline of his face with his mustache and fanny pack this one is like a giant tie-dye t-shirt with a silhouette, and from the sounds of it, the next two that are coming out are pretty freaking awesome, too. Yeah, I love it. Um, so we'll move quickly, Gumby. It was UFC Russia this past weekend. 
Uh, Alexia Linick got his like five millionth win via sub. I think he has 57 total wins, 47 of which come by sub. Uh, you know, we're going to have to start talking about this guy as one of the best, uh, MMA practitioners of jujitsu, uh, or submission wrestling or whatever you want to call it. Cause I believe he's also a Sambo background as well. But bottom line, he's become kind of like a modern day Frank Mir or picked up the torch that Fabricio Verdum left off as being a heavyweight who brings the sub game, but he's pretty old. So does yeah. this win over Mark Hunt matter? Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say, too. The, the part that bothers me the most is you mentioned, you know, sort of like getting the torch passed from Frank Mir and Fabricio Verdu. He's fucking older than both of those two. You know, so like if we're talking about him as a, a possible challenger for a title, I, I mean, I just got to imagine they're just going to keep lining him up against, you know, like the gatekeeper types like Overeem and, and you know, maybe somebody like Derek Lewis until one of them beats him uh, and sort of knocks him back on the list because I just can't see them trying to sell this dude who looks like Shrek, uh, you know, and, and doesn't have, like, the strongest-looking knees and is 41 years old as a title challenge. I just can't see it. Well, speaking of uh, weird or somewhat weak title challenger, Jan Blakovic got a big win over Nikita Krylov. Uh, at light heavyweight, got a submission in round two. Uh, how disappointed were you in Nikita Krylov's return to the UFC? And is Jan Blankovic a future title challenger in a crazy weak division? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was pegging Nikita Krylov as a future title challenger. His submission defense is just so weak, and you've seen that in the past, too, when you got tapped by OSP just by holding on to that gilly too long and getting Von Flu choked. I, I, I can't f- imagine Jan Blankovic fighting for the title. He sort of has that same feel to me as Iller Latifi in there. I've seen him get beat by guys who are not that great or, like, not that special, or he's had bad performances against guys that aren't that special. And as a result, like, I don't want to see him as a title challenger, but, like, both of them are as close to a claim at the shot as anybody else. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's move on. Uh, I'm so excited to do our combat countdown this week, which is on uh, underrated, influential MMA fighters. And, you know, on a sad note, this was brought about by the passing of Kid Yamamoto, who I don't think gets, uh, doesn't get recognized enough for his contributions to MMA. But in true form, as a, a proper send-off and as a memorial, to Kid Yamamoto, we're going to do our combat countdown this week on the top five underrated MMA influencers, but fans, ladies, gentlemen, and specifically gentlemen, I want you to perk your ears up because we have a new sponsor on the show, and I'm so excited to announce that this combat countdown is brought to you by Ball Wash. What's that you say? Ball Wash. Ball Wash is charcoal-activated body spray to keep the funk off your junk. They've got your sack covered. Uh, It's solid cologne, but for your nuts. So let's break this down a little bit, Gumby. Maybe you're a listener of our show, and we know our main demographic. You're probably a manly man. You like to choke other dudes. Well, when you go to the gym, you practice your MMA, or your submission grappling, or your jiu-jitsu, or your sambo, or maybe you're even a judoka, it's tough to get through a training 
and not get your balls smelling a little sweaty. But do you want to smell disgusting after the gym when you go home to your lady? Hell no! Enter in Ball Wash. Smell like the champion you are with Ball Wash. Head to BallWash.com. Check out their whole line of products. I can't believe I'm making it through this. Check out their whole line of products to keep your downstairs smelling fresh and clean. You don't want a musty basement down there. You want a tropical rainforest that smells like sweet, sweet mildew. So head on over to BallWash.com. Wait, does mildew smell good or bad? I think I meant morning dew. Yeah, like a mist. Like a fine-smelling mist after a tropical rainstorm. That's what you want your balls smelling like. Head over to BallWash.com. It's more than just a body wash. They've got washes, colognes, sprays to keep the funk off your junk. And here's the great news, ladies and germs, specifically the gentlemen listening. Use combat code COMBAT. Excuse me. Use promo code COMBAT for 15% off your order. What? That's right. 15% off your order. Head to BallWash.com. Enter in promo code COMBAT and get 15% off your order. Gumby, that ball wash read was a mouthful. Are you ready for our combat countdown? <laughs> as ready as I can be after that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with number five, Jose Pele, Landy Johns. Yeah, I liked, uh, I thought Pele had to make this list here. Uh, he's a guy who was probably in his prime before, you know, like many of the major companies sort of took off. So as a result, I think Pegway belongs in there. He beat Matt Hughes. He beat Pat Miletic. And he kind of had that, like, Anderson Spider Silva vibe to him where he was, like, super calm in the cage. And he was also damn good everywhere. Even if you got to the ground and you didn't have to deal with his striking anymore, his jujitsu was crazy. Uh, he was sort of one of the first guys to, like, put the whole game together in that way where, like, before if you took a kickboxer down, you were just submitting him easy. He, even before the UFCs were really happening, was defending himself. He had good takedown defense, and he had good submission uh, from the bottom. And as a result, I think he's one of the more influential names that people don't talk about. I love it. We'll move to number four, and it's a female combatant. It's Jennifer Howe. Yeah, some people don't know about Jennifer Howe, but Jennifer Howe was one of the first women out there to be, like, sort of violently finishing others. She was 9-0 and to start her career, um, and she had some back problems that caused, uh, first of all, her to have back-to-back losses to uh, another pioneer in Roxanne Modafari, and then eventually retire. But, you know, like, women weren't out there, especially in the early days of MMA, really violently finishing each other the way that Jennifer Howe was. And, and I think as a result, um, she was sort of one of the people who paved the way to realize that MMA for women was a, something that could be sold and was something that was high level at a very early time. Well, we'll move from one of the early pioneers of female fighting to one of the very earliest pioneers of lightweight fighters, talking about the men, though, and I'm talking about our number three most influential uh, MMA influencer, early influencers, and underrated influencers, and you have to mention Miguel Angel Torres. Yeah, Miguel Angel Torres, uh, you know, he was one of the dudes who, when the WEC was really popular, 
he was one of the people who was making those lightweights look crazy awesome. You know, a lot of people give credit to Uriah Faber for those times. You know, give credit to Demetrius Johnson for those times. Give credit to, you know, Dominic Cruz for those times. Miguel Angel Torres was on an ungodly winning streak when he was in WEC. He made the Bantamweight division look cool. And while the UFC definitely brought over the lighter weights because of Uriah Faber and, and Dominic Cruz, it should be noted that Miguel Angel Torres definitely brought that company a long-ass way, uh, even if maybe he didn't have success in the UFC, which is probably one of the reasons why he's underrated. All right, we'll move to number two, and I really like this entry because when you think early UFC, sure, you think Hoist, and you think Chemo, and you think Ken Shamrock, but a name that doesn't get mentioned enough is Marco Huas. Yeah, and Marco Huas, he won UFC 7. I think people forget that he won that tournament. And to me, when we're, when I was trying to think of a, an early influencer that got overlooked or gets over or underrated, I, I like him as a pick here too because I, I think he was probably one of the first people who were th- was throwing leg kicks as a as a weapon, not as something to set things up, as its own weapon. And you know, you know, fast forward, you know, years and years after UFC seven, and we've got guys like Edson Barboza finishing fights that way. And, and I don't think you see that as much if you don't have somebody in the early UFCs or the early MMA in general who's using like kicks as a weapon, like Huas was. All right, we'll move then to number one, and it's the only way we could end this list. It's the most fitting way to end this list. It's Kid Yamamoto. Yeah, and uh, may he rest in peace, Kid Yamamoto, obviously gone way too early at only 41 years old. Uh, you know, pretty much what I said about Miguel Angel Torres bringing the lightweights to the UFC, or the U- USA, and uh, making it a viable option for the UFC. I don't think the lighter weights even ever make it to America or become what they are now in Japan. If you go over to Japan to watch MMA, the lightweight fights are what sells cards out there. You know, 1FC out there has got some crazy ones. Dream has some crazy ones. You know, they're, the lightweight fights out there are still the best. That's where Japan really takes off. And those lightweight fights never appear in Japan without the types of things that Kid Yamamoto was doing back then. Kid Yamamoto was a legend back in the day, and I think people probably, again, similar to Miguel Angel Torres, um, just see him as one of the people who, when he came over to the UFC, didn't quite cut it, you know, similar to Taki Gomi. Um, but that's because you didn't get to see him at his best time. His best time was he was wrecking people, you know, two fights in one night over in, in Japan against high-level competition. And for that reason, Kid Yamamoto made the lightweights really awesome out there, and, and he, he was definitely an influencer that people, you know, if you haven't watched some of his fights, go back and watch him. He was a huge influence on modern MMA. All right, we'll rewind this list here. Number five for our top five underrated MMA influencers, Jose Pele Lande Johns. Number four, Jennifer who, what, why, how, number three, Miguel Angel Torres, number two, Marco Huas, and number one, Kid Yamamoto. If you love our list, if you hated our list, did we leave someone out? We are currently accepting both love and hate feedback. Head on over to Top Turtle MMA on Twitter. We have a wonderful giveaway right now where we are giving away a Dan Henderson autograph. It is our pinned tweet, Dan Henderson is a goddamn American legend. If you don't want to win a Dan Henderson autograph, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast, and you should go die. All right, so with that said, we'll move on to our UFC Sao Paulo breakdown. What a shitty card this is. 
But it's brought to you by a great company, and Gumby's going to give you some insider tips for some gambling. So, Gumby, talk to me about UFC Sao Paulo breakdown and tell me who sponsors it. And this UFC Sao Paulo breakdown is brought to you by Sisu Mouthguards. Sisu Mouthguards are the best name for mouthguards on the market. They're the only mouthguards on the market where you can talk, breathe, and drink all with the mouthguard up in your mouth. So head to SISUguard.com and check out what they've got for you. Our three picks for the UFC Sao Paulo breakdown this week. We're going to start with the main event, which has been changing quite a bit. So hopefully you've been following it along. Now it's Tiago Santos versus Eric Anders. I'm going to go with the slight favorite at negative. 145 Tiago Santos over Eric Anders at the plus 115 underdog. I just like the value here on Santos. I think he throws harder, hits harder, and I also think with this fight taking place at 205 pounds, the advantage is to him to be a little bit bigger here. So I'm going to take Tiago Santos here. I'm also going to take Smiling Sam Alvey at negative. 325 over Little Noguera at plus 250. Uh, I think Smiling Sam here is is found a real good home at uh, light heavyweight. He's three and zero up here at light heavyweight. I think uh, running into Little Nog here on a two year layoff due to the drug suspension, although his name was moderately cleared there. I think Sam Alvey's got the advantage over a rusty Little Nog. And just to sp- put one uh, one underdog in here. I'm going to go with Andre Ewell over uh, Henan Burrell. Andre Ewell is betting off at plus 100. I know he's a newcomer here, but uh, he's coming from CES, which is a really tough organization. He's the champ there, and he beat a guy who everybody was sort of, uh, you know, repping as the future champ for CES. So I, I like him here for the upset over Henan Burrell. So our three picks, once again, are Tiago Santos over Eric Anders, Smiling Sam Alvey over Little Nog, and Andre Ewell over Henan Burrell. We once again want to thank you for tuning in to Top Turtle MMA on FlowCombat.com. We really appreciate each and every single one of our listeners. Uh, please check out all of our sponsors, all four of them now. Check out Ball Wash for all your ball washing needs. Check out Sisu Mouthguards. Check out ADK Fightwear and, of course, BJJTClub.com. Uh, so thank you to all of those com- fine companies for helping us out. We also want to thank Flow Combat for having us on each and every week. And if you've got something to say to me or Dave, make sure you head on over to our Twitter account, at TopTurtleMMA on Twitter. Uh, I was Daniel Gumby Vreeland. He is Shockwave Dave Tremonte, and we want to thank you for listening. Catch you next week.